Hello, folks, and welcome to FS Ride Along. This will be Season 7, Episode 15, and I'm calling this one, It's Still a Bit Dodgy Up Here. Uh, today, I'll be documenting the eighth leg of my crazy trip in the Torxim SR22 and X-Plane 11 from Chico, California, KCIC, to the Simply Magpie Hub in Newcastle, England, UK, E-G-N-T. I thank Simply Magpie for supporting the FSRideAlong.com website and my crazy mission that is the Simply Magpie Extreme Tour. Find out more about the Simply Magpie Flying Club at simplymagpie.co.uk. Uh, for those new to the series uh, known as FS Ride Along, uh, it's a series of flight sim themed episodes uh, of the Knickknack podcast. Uh, I started the series back in 2010. Um, when I started the series, Twitch wasn't really a thing, um, and today, uh, I haven't really switched to Twitch because I am limited by my hardware budget, as is everyone right now, what with the price of graphics cards and whatnot, it is impossible to affordably get the hardware you need to stream. So that's why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. Coverage on FS Ride Along episodes uh, ranges from virtual logbook episodes like uh, the one I'm doing today, where I invite you to quote ride along, unquote, to editorial content such as reviews and views on the flight sim hobby. So before ado is in any way furthered, let's get started. I flew leg 8 of the Simply Magpie Extreme Tour on May 15th, which was yesterday as of the date I'm recording this. Uh, the previous leg was flown on the 9th of May, and the large gap in leg progress definitely came back to haunt me in this case, and is serving to annoy me because I'm trying to, you know, at this point I've been doing this project long enough to where I'm trying to get it done. So, um, uh, but factors... Uh, have cropped up, preventing me from uh, progressing faster than I would like, uh, including weather. Uh, I'm still in northern Canada, so that's very much a factor. Uh, production time issues um, with these episodes, they take a long time to produce. And shifting real-life priorities, which you can learn more about uh, in, the in the main Knickknack podcast episodes found in this feed or on my website, knickknackjack.net. That's N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K.net. The main challenges for this leg through um, the legs all the way into Scotland is going to be weather um, and a bit of terrain in Iceland and Greenland uh, in addition to overwater spells. So despite my dawdling kind of flight schedule, uh, light snow has consistently been in the forecast for Callowit, which was the stop on leg eight or the planned stop on leg eight. Um, so I proceeded with uh, the planning phase very carefully and hoping that I might beat the light snow forecast, which was a rookie mistake. Shouldn't have, you know, thought about it that way, shouldn't have planned that way, but that's what I did. So I gave myself a point of no return at my first uh, waypoint uh, where I would make a continue or divert decision, um, and I did that at several points along the way. Uh, I was careful to ensure that I had an alternate with good weather, uh, which would be an option before the point of no return. Um, I was less careful in my selection of um, my second in route alternate and ultimate end of route alternate. So, uh, room for improvement on the planning phase, certainly. Uh, but my planning logic was 
somewhat reminiscent of ETOPS procedures from uh, the long-haul commercial jet world. Uh, still, plenty of approach left, uh, more room for error than it should have. So, like I said, room for improvement there. Um, I took off from La Grande Riviere, Quebec. Uh, again, apologies for having no French skills. Uh, with full tanks and TKS fluid, uh, following the airplane spending some uh, extensive time in the maintenance hangar. The maintenance bill I don't even want to think about um, on this uh, trip so far. From my planning, I knew that uh, 9,000 would be my best altitude wind-wise, but I was concerned about ice and uh, the forecast at um, Callowit, so I stayed at 3,000 feet until my initial uh, waypoint uh, slash point of no return, decision point, making point. Um, and at that point, um, I, I felt like the engine was running reliably enough. Um, I hadn't encountered any ice, so my TKS fluid was still full. And the conditions that forecast and forecasts at uh, Akalawit at that time looked like they were still worth a shot. Um, so I thought, okay, you know, in real life, this is probably pretty questionable, but it's a simulator, so I'm going to, I'm going to press on. I nominated a new alternate further down route, uh, Charlie Yankee Kilo Golf, um, which is, was not an ideal alternate because it's a gravel runway and snowy conditions still in this par portion of northern Canada, so, um, you know, bright spot, it was an alternate. Not so bright spot, it was not a very great alternate choice, ultimate alternate choice, or in route alternate choice, but there was. Um, so, um, over my first waypoint, I climbed to 9,000 because I was getting at 3,000 intermittent wind shear in addition to a headwind, and I was worried about fuel endurance uh, and making sure that I had proper reserves uh, at, over uh, fuel over destination. So, at that point in the flight, I was projecting an arrival at uh, Akalawit with an extra 132 minutes worth of fuel, so I figured I probably should be good uh, as far as covering the alternate uh, plus 45-minute reserve fuel requirement for IFR, so I felt I was pretty good at that time, so I continued. Uh, at 9,000, things were a bit iffy in regard to moving in in and out of IMC and uh, watching the uh, outside air temperature gauge plummet. Uh, but uh, I didn't pick up any ice in cruise, so I stayed at 9,000 to take advantage of that nice tailwind, uh, thus uh, reducing my uh, en route time and, of course, uh, allowing me to get a uh, surplus, a nice fuel surplus going, uh, plus, uh, you know, not not being in icing conditions meant that I could save my uh, TKS fluid for later on in the flight when it would probably or more likely be needed. There was some good points in the decision making and the planning and the execution there. Issues started to arise within the last hour or so of the flight uh, as the weather started to go down at my destination and my alternate. Um, in the process, I crossed the Hudson Strait which uh, is my first major, uh, well, I guess second major body of water crossing uh, in the flight so far. There are many to come. Um, so I was aware of that and, you know, kind of kept my in my mind a halfway point. Okay, you know, half, you know, up to this point, I'm going to go back to my in route alternate. And uh, after this point, I'm going to continue on towards the Calowit. Um, that, you know, again, sort of ETOPS 
like logic uh, in the execution there. Um, but still, the weather was deteriorating in both spots. Um, I had a good amount of fuel reserves, but still fuel reserves, icing conditions below me. Um, you know, it's, it wasn't a great scenario. Um, but I figured I had enough fuel, you know, to get up out of the icing conditions that I would likely encounter on the descent, uh, and then to hold for a while and figure out what to do and figure out a diversion option if uh, neither of my options that I had already picked would work out. So I had somewhat of a plan, uh, it, but it, I, it really was not great. Um, I note again that I am not a certified pilot, dispatcher, or mechanic, just a seasoned sim-using app geek who has taken a few flight lessons and some ground school classes. So uh, that's my experience level, uh, just as a reminder. Uh, the last weather update I got before starting my descent and the approach uh, was uh, at a Callowit, uh, uh 2300 Zulu on the 15th day. Wind was 330 at 6. Eight miles visibility, light snow, and therein lies the problem. Uh, overcast, 3,300. Negative 4C, dew point negative 9. Uh, altimeter, 3029. Um, so that was the weather I was looking at as I started my uh, descent and approach. Uh, the landing was absolutely horrific. Uh, basically a series of porpoises right down the runway. Uh, contributing factors, unstabilized approach as, all, as ever. Uh, lack of recent flying, um, you know, that, that gap between the flying legs did not help my case in any way, shape, or form. Um, and also playing a factor was icing on the runway, so runway contamination. And, uh, in addition, of course, apparently forgetting how X-Plane physics work, um, slash real-world physics, because X-Plane physics are much closer to real-world physics than, uh, the flight sim or the Microsoft Flight Simulator P3D end of things are so um, all that played a role. Um, adding to the mess uh, was some apparently aggressive braking that caused the G1000 to whine, so it's back into the ma maintenance hangar for uh, my poor SR22. Um, it was dodgy leg to say the least, uh, consequence of pushing my limits when it comes to planning weather and leg length. Uh, the plane is back in the hangar, as I mentioned, for brakes and tires. And of course, ahead, the path ahead, um, includes a very cold, weather-infested Atlantic, uh, despite the calendar. Um, it's, it's like, seriously, it's mid-May. What the hell? We're a month away from the solstice. What the hell is going on with the weather? I'm very confused. Um... So that's that's kind of the situation I'm in, uh, apparently doing this too early in the year. Um, still, um, despite my, you know, trying to dawdle a little bit and draw it out to try and give the weather some some chance of improving modestly. Yeah, looking forward on the rest of this trip, um, which I am determined to complete, uh, despite the foolhardiness of it. Um, again, glad it's a simulator. Um, but going forward, virtually surviving will depend on planning and managing myself and the plane a lot better. Um, I've come this far, so I'm not, not going to give up, as I said. Uh, but this has been a very, very, very humbling experience, to say the least. Uh, especially documenting it, uh, publicly. 
Um, so, um, if you have flight planning app rec recommendations for low IFR between Iqaluit, uh, Charlie Yankee, Foxtrot Bravo on Baffin Island in northeastern Canada, and um, Echo Golf November Tango, uh, which is Newcastle in uh, England in the United Kingdom, uh, my destination. Um, so uh, if you have any flight planning app uh, tools recommendations for IFR between those two points, please let me know. My email address is nicnacjak at gmail.com. Uh, my rough plan uh, going forward is to continue along uh, uh, Baffin Island in a northeasterly direction, trying to keep it as close to Great Circle as I can, uh, make the crossing to Greenland at kind of the narrowest point that I can find on the map. Um, again, careful planning required. Uh, and then um, deal with the high terrain and weather that is sure to cause a challenge over Greenland. And then, um, you know, again, find the narrowest point and head towards Iceland. And then complete the big, scary, long, long overwater portion of the flight. Um, which is going to be very tricky, um, and I'm still not entirely sure as possible without extra fuel tanks, but we'll see. Um, that'll be the last part uh, between Iceland and um, uh, Scotland, with a stopover planned at the moment, just initial planning, looking at map thinking, sort of planning, bubble planning, but um, planned stopover at Echo Kilo Victor Golf. Um, so that's where we're at. Uh, stats update at this point. Um, I've flown approximately 3,286 nautical miles. Um, great circle distance remaining to Newcastle is 2,013.8 nautical miles. And of course, um, weather conditions being what they are and the um, details of crossing the Atlantic or, you know, more, more like land massing landmass hopping north of the Atlantic, um, being what they are, I'll, I'll probably end up flying nothing close to Great Circle, but, you know, using Great Circle as a reference point, so 2013.8 miles to go. The other stats, um, relevant cruising altitude, as I mentioned, was initially 3,000. I planned it at 5, um, just as, because I was trying to, you know, negotiate the, the, best altitude for conditions, um, but uh, in actual flying conditions, I ended up starting at 3, um, and then at uh, the waypoint Puzzle, uh, went up to 9. Uh, my route for today was um, Charlie, Yankee, Golf, Lima, Puzzle, Tagus, uh, Detmo, and then uh, Iqaluit, uh, Charlie, Yankee, Foxtrot, Bravo. Block time today, or yesterday rather, was uh, 4 hours 32 minutes. Flight time in the air was 4 hours 15. Uh, log distance was 688 miles. Uh, fuel burned was 59 gallons. Uh, so today's fuel burn, or today's fuel, bur fuel bill converted from uh, Canadian dollars to US dollars. Uh, pretty pricey um, when you buy your fuel in liters, it turns out. $168.96. Um, so the total fuel bill so far, $1,197.82 US dollars. 
uh, you know, again, we're approximating that as best I can as, to get, trying as best I can to get real-world prices that are up-to-date. It's tricky sometimes, depending on the airport. Um, and so far, I've burned 333.8 gallons of fuel. Uh, total block time so far, approximately 22.31 hours. Uh, flight time so far, actual time in the air so far, 20.1 hours. Average ground speed so far, 164 knots, 188.7 miles an hour, 302.7 kilometers an hour. And log distance so far, as I mentioned, 3,286 miles. And great circle distance remaining to Newcastle, 2,013.8 miles. On um, my flight sim logbook, which I've been keeping since November 4th of 2018 on a combination of... Project Fly and uh, Volanta, um, that currently stands at uh, 6,599.66 hours. Uh, I've completed 1,418 flights. Uh, my average daily log time at this point is 7.15 hours. My average flight length is 4.65 hours, trying to get both of those numbers to go down, and uh, relative to the SR-22, the Torx MSR-22 and X-Plane 11, I've spent approximately 53.71 hours in that plane, over 26 flights, and 6,588 nautical miles. So there's all the stats for you, for all those that like stats and averages and and all that. Just to kind of wrap it up, I want to thank you so much for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. More episodes obviously coming as soon as I can safely, emphasis on the word safely, uh, fly the flights and then make the podcast because uh, the production time is quite extensive. If you uh, care to donate and support and do that sort of stuff, um, you can help me out by um, leaving a review in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, or sending me a kind, constructive uh, tweet. I'm N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K on Twitter, or email N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K at gmail.com. Um, and, of course, there's also uh, plenty of donate links uh, handy and readily available at fsridealong.com. If you are new to Flight Sim, check out my Flight Sim tech support service offerings, available also at fsridealong.com. fsridealong.com. And the Simply Magpie Extreme Tour is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you and the Simply Magpie Virtual Airline and Flying Club. Check them out at simplymagpie.co.uk. Links and show notes to all this information will, of course, be available at episridealong.com. And until next time, happy landings. Please get vaccinated. Stay safe. Stay sane. Bye.